Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of benign breast tumors from the reproductive section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 28-year-old female presents with a 2-centimeter lump in the upper outer quadrant of her left breast. The mass changes in size in keeping with her menstrual cycle. Note that this is a case of a benign breast tumor called fibroadenoma. Let's now get into the topic. Let's start with a brief introduction about benign breast tumors. We'll talk about the three different types of benign breast tumors and various different important points respective to each one. The three types of benign breast tumors are fibroadenoma, intraductal papilloma, and phyllodes tumor. Fibroadenoma is the most common tumor in women less than 35 years of age. It is a benign lesion that does not progress to breast cancer. The size and tenderness varies with estrogen changes. The histology shows hypercellular stroma that encircles or compresses ducts. The next is intraductal papilloma, and this is a small tumor. It typically is beneath the areola in the lactiferous sinuses. It is the most common cause of bloody nipple discharge. The histology would show proliferative glands with intact fibrovascular cores. And the third type of tumor, phyllodes tumor, is most common in postmenopausal women. It consists of connective tissue and cysts with, quote, leaf-like projections that are derived from stromal cells. Note that this tumor may progress to malignancy. Let's now discuss the clinical presentation of benign breast tumors. Fibroadenoma presents as a palpable, small, mobile, well-circumscribed, and firm mass. Intraductal papilloma presents as a serous or bloody nipple discharge, and phyllodes tumor presents as a large, bulky mass. In terms of diagnostic evaluation, a fine needle aspiration of the mass is indicated in all three types of these benign breast tumors. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A 26-year-old nulligravid woman presents to her gynecologist after noticing a lump in her right breast while showering. She states that she first noticed the lump approximately two weeks ago when the mass was slightly tender to touch. Since then, the lump has gotten slightly smaller and is now non-tender. The patient is otherwise healthy. She does not take oral contraceptives. Her last menses was approximately two weeks ago. There is no family history of cancer. On exam, the patient's temperature is 98.3 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.8 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 116 over 84 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 65 per minute and respirations are 12 per minute. In her right breast, there is a small 1.5 centimeter mass that is mobile, well circumscribed, and firm. Which of the following finding is most likely to be seen on histological examination of the mass? 1. Cysts with, quote, leaf-like projections. 2. Dilated glands with two cell layers present. 3 hypercellular stroma with overgrowth of fibrous and glandular tissues, four, large pleomorphic cells with associated central necrosis and microcalcifications, or five, terminal duct lobular units surrounded by dense stroma.
And the correct answer choice is answer choice three, hypercellular stroma with overgrowth of fibrous and glandular tissues. This patient has a mass that is very consistent with a fibroadenoma, which histologically has a hypercellular stroma with overgrowth of both fibrous and glandular tissues. Remember, a fibroadenoma is the most common tumor in women under the age of 35. While they are normally painless, they can characteristically vary in size and tenderness based on the menstrual cycle. On physical exam, the tumor is a small, mobile, well-circumscribed mass and can be rubbery or firm like a marble. Histologically, this lesion demonstrates a hypercellular stroma that can encircle or compress ducts. Of note, this lesion is not a precursor to cancer. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1. Cysts with, quote, leaf-like projections are characteristic of Phyllodes tumor which are more commonly found in postmenopausal women. These may become malignant. Answer choice two, dilated glands with two cell layers present are found in fibrocystic breast disease. Fibrocystic disease is also found in younger women and some of the findings may mimic carcinoma. Answer choice four, large pleomorphic cells with associated central necrosis and microcalcifications are suggestive of malignancy and this can be one of the histological presentations of ductal carcinoma in situ. And finally, answer choice five, terminal duct lobular units surrounded by dense stroma are a normal finding in the breast. In summary, fibroadenomas are small, mobile, well-circumscribed breast masses most commonly seen in young women. Histologically, they are composed of a hypercellular stroma containing both fibrous and glandular tissues. Next question. A 29-year-old woman presents to her physician with a small, well-demarcated mass in her left breast. A biopsy of the lesion is taken and shows hypercellular breast stroma that compresses ducts into elongated slits. Which of the following is associated with the patient's condition? One estrogen-related variation in mass size and tenderness, two, serous nipple discharge, three, malignancy, four, caseous necrosis, or five, overexpression of HER2 receptors. And the correct answer choice is answer choice one, estrogen-related variation in mass size and tenderness. The clinical presentation is consistent with a fibroadenoma of the breast. The size and tenderness of fibroadenomas are known to fluctuate with changes in estrogen levels. Remember, fibroadenomas are the most common tumor in women under the age of 35 and are benign. Given their responsiveness to estrogen levels, the tumors may increase in size during lactation or the luteal phase of the menstrual cycle. Fibroadenomas are not a precursor to malignant breast cancer. They present as small, freely movable, firm masses with well-demarcated edges. Let's now review two citations related to this topic. The first citation, by Salzman et al., discussed the management of a palpable breast mass. They report that while diagnostic mammography is usually the imaging study of choice, ultrasonography has some benefits including being more sensitive in women younger than 30 years. 
They recommend that when any suspicious mass is detected on physical examination, mammography, or ultrasonography, it should be biopsied. The second citation, by Gray Danis et al., review fibroadenoma in adolescent females. They emphasize that the typical biopsy reveals a pattern similar to virginal hyperplasia and male gynecomastia with ducts that are elongated in a fibrous stroma. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 2. Serous nipple discharge is symptomatic of intraductal papilloma, a benign breast tumor. Answer choice 3. Malignancy is incorrect because fibroadenomas are not associated with malignant breast cancer. Answer choice 4. Caseous necrosis is symptomatic of comedocarcinoma, a form of ductal carcinoma in situ, or DCIS. And finally, answer choice 5. Overexpression of HER2 receptors is common in malignant breast tumors. HER2 is an epithelial growth factor receptor, or EGFR. And that's all for this review about benign breast tumors. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.